0: Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. It is so great to be here with all of you for our weekly weather and to be here sharing this week and all the messages that we have from the stars with Nadia Shah. And Nadia is someone that we go way back and we have done a lot of work with Nadia in the past and I am so grateful to have her back. She's been an inner circle guide. She's taught a class for us, Your Soul Purpose. She has an incredible mastery class with us, uh, which we can talk about later. But Nadia, it's just awesome to have you back here on
1: the platform. And thank you for being here with all of us this week. Thank you, Amanda. Well, thank you again for seeing me as part of this vision of the amazing astrology hub. And thank you to your audience as well. Hi, everybody. All
0: right. Yes. Okay. So Nadia, let's actually for anybody interested in learning more about Nadia. We've had several podcast episodes with her in the past. One is episode 15. So think about that, Nadia. That is, I think we're on, my gosh, I think we're in the 400s now. So that was episode 15 with Nadia, um, Surrendering to Your Soul Purpose. And then we did episode 119, which was Making the Most of the Astrology of Today, which I always love revisiting those old episodes. It's just, it's amazing to see where we were and where we've come. So yes. All right. So let's start with the big picture theme. What would you say the theme Of
1: this week is what a massive week it is. I mean, really, it is all about Jupiter, isn't it? I will look. Jupiter loves to make everything about himself, however, (laughs) you conceptualize. I like to think of the planets as these, you know, ancient entities. And so I like to, you know, conceptualize them in terms of saying him or her, but really these are sacred energies that are part of each and every one of us. And uh, Jupiter is pretty undeniable and Jupiter moving into the sign of Aries is just downright undeniable. So it should be really interesting to see all this very fresh energy come in. I think that's the very big news. We're going to have Mercury retrograde as well. So we have this force that's saying, go forth. Then we have this other force that's saying, okay, reflect, go within, think about it, think about it again. Um, And then I think another very big news that I think doesn't normally get a lot of attention is that uh, the sun is going to conjunct the North Node this week. And that is an annual meeting. And when that happens, events can feel very powerfully karmic. We're already in a period between eclipses where the ancients thought the veils between the worlds were especially thin. So it's going to add the sense of uh, events that feel very destined taking place. So it's just such a massive week in so many ways, like once a year events, but then once every 12 year event with Jupiter changing signs as well. Mm.
0: So as in every 12-year event, you know, it's so funny, we had uh, Rick Levine do the weekly weather last week, I love and him. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing, and yeah. he said, secretly, I really wished that I could have been the weekly weather person for next week, <laughs> which is this week, because, because yeah. it's so big, and there's so much happening, so all right, so let's break that down, so those are the major mm-hmm. things, he said Jupiter moving into Aries, which happens every 12 years, we have Mercury going into retrograde, which happens two to three times a year, correct? How about three
1: times a year? Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then we have the Sun conjunct the North node. Let's go into each one of those and Mm -hmm. talk about what that's going to mean for us.
1: Absolutely. And so it's Jupiter moving into the sign of Aries that I think is getting and is likely to get the most glitz and glamour, right? That's likely to get the most attention and Rightfully so, this is the sign of spring, the sign of fresh beginnings and new chapters. And it's also a sign that represents the first breath as well, according to one of our you know greats uh, Dane Rudyar. And so when you think about the energy of Aries, think about where it is that you have a desire for fresh starts and the emphasis being on fresh. Where do you have a desire to experience spring in that area of life? that sense of new creation, new understandings being uh, filled with ideas, filled with enthusiasm, but also filled with an awareness of one's own power and your own power at that and your power to direct your own sacred energy in the direction you desire to manifest even more in a direction that feels very much in alignment with some truth, you know, about yourself. Now, magnify that (laughs) magnify that because everybody in at least one area of life depending on where Jupiter is moving into for you is going to be feeling the sense of fresh energy fresh start uh, a newfound independence and a newfound enthusiasm for trusting yourself and for being yourself Um, I think that this is truly going to feel as if some of the ongoing things that have been going on like for example look we've had all of um, these things going on with the pandemic. And I was talking about even going back to before Jupiter moved into Pisces, I was saying Jupiter in Pisces will start to be us feeling like it's moving. We're moving forward or we're moving behind it actually, like, or rather it is moving behind us. Now it's a time of really feeling as if we're starting anew. And so I think there's going to be this energy of enthusiasm and a, a desire for experience that a lot of us are going to be feeling and ready to like sort of take life by the reins, as they say, right? Oh, yeah, that's exciting. So, Nadia, yeah. you you mentioned that depending on where this is happening
0: for you, which is going to be the area of of life where you're experiencing this the most. How do people know where it's happening for them?
1: For sure, like there are a couple of different ways to know. So one is. Because I know that lots of people who watch this take programs with astrology hub, and so you have a certain familiarity with your chart. You understand a little bit something about transits with the different courses that you guys have offered over the years and continue to. And so, if you know your chart, if you know your birth chart, then it's quite straightforward to look at transits to look at where the planets are right now in relation to your birth chart. And in particular, we like to look at what's called houses. So that keeps it really simple. You look at houses, which is areas of life, as you mentioned, Amanda. And so you look at where the planets are in the chart, in what area of life that fresh energy is coming in. And that's going to tell you something about, you know, where it is you're likely to experience that awakening. But it's also very likely based on your sun sign. You know, again, to keep it really simple, if you know your rising sign, that's great. That's based on time of birth. But if you know your sun sign, which just about everybody does... Um, because it's so popular and it's such a part of mass culture to know that, then it's pretty straightforward to understand how and where this energy may end up blessing you. If you want, I can very quickly go through the 12 signs. What do you think, Amanda?
0: I think they always love that. What do you Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Of course we love that. Like that's what brings us to astrology, right? Is the way in which it speaks truth to our experience, and that's part of how astrology can awaken us for sure. Okay, so if you are in Aries, you have Jupiter coming into your sign. This is the start of a brand new cycle. Chances are you're going to feel as if you're able to bring forward the very best of you during this time. Now, keep in mind, we're going to have Jupiter here for a little bit of a while, right? This uh, Jupiter is going to enter on Tuesday, and then will be in your sign, until just a couple of days before Halloween of this year. And then at the end of the year, we'll re-enter your sign until we get into the spring of next year. So you're gonna have two distinct chapters here, but this is the first, and this is that sense of awakening, fresh energy, and you feeling like who you know yourself to be, what matters to you, your identity, wakes up, you're able to claim the best parts, the most enthusiastic parts of your identity that much more easily. If you're a Taurus, well, this is going to be Jupiter moving into the sign just before yours. And this is a part of the sky that has to do with spiritual connection. It has to do with plugging into source. It has to do with you feeling more aware of the ways in which a higher mystery is playing out in your life. This part of the sky also has to do with karmic blessings. And so the best stuff that's going to come, it isn't going to be stuff that you have to strive for and work hard for necessarily. It's going to be stuff that you having already put things into place, maybe you forgot about it, the goodwill you already sowed now coming back to bless your life in some way. Also with this energy is fortunate closures. So think about all those times when something ended and you felt like, Oh, Thank goodness that's over. And you felt like it was such a blessing. That's part of this energy as well. If it is that you are a Gemini, you have your sun in Gemini, you have your rising sign in Gemini. This is Jupiter moving into a very social part of your sky. This is you getting a whole lot more invitations, prioritizing friendships, feeling that much more connected to others, whether it's online or in person. But yeah, this can be a really nice placement for feeling as if you've got lots of people cheering you on and wanting to see you bring forward your very best. If you're a Cancer, this is going to move into the top of your sky. And this is career. This is purpose. And so this tends to suggest a time, as the ancients believed, of success. So a time when you're making strides or taking on greater authority. But also a time when it feels as if you're more in alignment with a higher, more loving vision for your life, and it can feel like there are career-related rewards there for you. Also, a great time to start new initiatives as well. New things, new chapters where it comes to your career can feel especially blessed and especially filled with meaning. If you are a Leo, well, this is Jupiter moving into fellow fire sign. So it's like Jupiter's moving into your element. You're able to bring forward and feel like you're in your own element that much more easily. And this is a part of the sky that has to do with long distance travel. It has to do with citizenship. It has to do with higher learning. But it's also your own spiritual beliefs that guide your life. And so what tends to happen, Jupiter moves here and adventure. That's what tends to happen. New adventures call you whether they're far away, whether they're more locally, whether they are involved in the adventures of new ideas. It seems like there's an awakening that takes place for you as a result of knowing more and repositioning your relationship to the world around you. And if you have a Virgo, well, for Virgos, this is going to be Jupiter moving into a deeply transformative and consequential part of the sky. And this has to do with profound change, profound truth. It has to do with you looking at what works for you and what doesn't and being deeply honest with yourself on a on a level of your psyche and realizing who it is that you're going to carry forward, what it means to be authentically you. Now, this part of the sky also has to do with wealth. And so where it is, perhaps you want to bring healing to any relationship you have around prosperity so that you redefine wealth in your own terms so that you embrace greater wealth well this energy will help you to do just that as well okay so we're halfway through the zodiac at this point what are you thinking amanda before i move on to the next the final six any questions coming up for you what are you thinking as i'm sharing this i do have a question but i'm going
0: to wait until the end because you mentioned with uh jupiter moving into aries and for aries that there would be two chapters to this because I know that Jupiter's going into Aries and then it's gonna retrograde back into Pisces, right? And then it's gonna go back into Aries. So we, my question is, do we all have two chapters? But let's, can, if you can address that at the end, I think that'd be sure.
1: ideal, sure. yes, so the, okay. The short answer is yes. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Okay, that's a great question, Amanda. Okay, so for the Libras, this is Jupiter moving into your opposite side and this has to do with partnerships. I like to think of this part of the sky this house as we call it in astrology um to see yourself more clearly as reflected in the eyes of another and what that means is you don't take someone else's opinion on as your own about who you are but rather you get a chance to see yourself more lovingly more expansively you get a chance to consider who you are as you relate to others but yes this brings lots more opportunities to partner with people in business and in love as well, if you are so inclined. Um, The ancients believed that this was one of those time periods that was great to either get married or meet the person that you were going to marry. So that's a more traditional way to look at it. But yeah, that's one consideration. Now, if you are a Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising, well, this placement can be very powerful for helping you to understand the sacredness of your day. And so I remember a few years back when I was one of the people in... Uh, the wonderful group we had with the inner circle. And I spoke about for my month, I spoke about how important it is to pay attention to you, the smallest moments of your day. And it's incredible because I know Amanda is part of the different things that you will facilitate that you teach. And even, you know, before we sit down and we have a talk, we always do this grounding. We do this uh, meditation. That's about being in the present moment. Because there's an understanding that when you're in the present moment, you are more effective and you're more free. Really, you're more able to be yourself because you are so in the present moment. You're not thinking about the past. You're not worried about anything other than being here now. And there's something um, deeply spiritual about that. And it is going to be Scorpios that are going to get an awakening in this. At the same time, the Scorpios are likely to find health-improving Uh, find themselves feeling better as a result of little changes that they're making as well. Their work improves as well. Now, if you are a Sag, uh, it is going to be Jupiter that moves into a part of the sky that's really fun. Like literally, it has to do with the fun and fertility and leisurely activities is what the ancients believed this part of the sky was associated with It has to do with the children in your life, whether it's you having children or you feeling like a big kid, which is a very normal thing for me, I tell you, that's when life is at its best. But yeah, this is you really getting to enjoy yourself. And for those who are so inclined, you might be getting your flirt on. And that could be really good news related to children in your life and to creative endeavors that you may be participating in because Jupiter's thought to bring blessings. He was conceptualized as the higher benefit, um, which is how the Uh, ancients conceptualized Jupiter as big blessings. And so, yes, chances are there's going to be blessings where it comes to luck, where it comes to your creativity as well. If it is that you are a Capricorn sun or rising, well, for Capricorns, this is Jupiter moving into the foundation of their chart, having to do with home, their living situation, If you're hoping for good news related to your family of origin, perhaps your parents, if that applies, this energy can be a blessing in that regard as well. But I like to think of this part of the sky as incredibly important because it's where you lay the foundation to what will grow and manifest more fully six years later. So six years later, you'll have Jupiter. From now, you'll have Jupiter at the top of your sky. That's going to be a time of manifestation and fulfillment of the things you put into place now. And so it becomes really important to have that time to your own, to indulge and to explore your own ideas and what it is that you want to put into place as well. What is the foundation of your life? You'll get more clear on that. For the Aquarians, this is Jupiter moving into a part of the sky that has to do with um, synchronicity. So it has to do with being in the right place at the right time, meeting the right person, And it makes all the difference. This has to do with spontaneous connections, but also it connects you to social media as well, along with traditional media. So if you're hoping for attention based on whatever it is that you do, or if you're just hoping to share more, right? Perhaps it is like me. I just started a TikTok, if you can believe it. I've been on YouTube since 2008. I just started my TikTok. And yeah, if you are one of those many billions of people who wants to grow your tiktok this is great energy to do just that i am an aquarius son. so i was like yeah i think this is a good time and i felt the inspiration as well maybe you're feeling inspired to share more and to share more spontaneously that could be a wonderful way to use this energy good news related to siblings related to cousins and neighbors is very likely during uh the course of this transit during these time frames And finally, if you are a Pisces, well, this is Jupiter, first of all, leaving your sign. So as Amanda mentioned just a moment ago, right, you mentioned how Jupiter is going to step back into Pisces and then go back into Aries. And so basically for uh, Jupiter and Pisces, we've had three chapters. So we are now finishing the second chapter. We'll have the third chapter a little bit later. This is going to be very important for all of us, but especially for the Pisces out there. But as Jupiter moves forward, this is going to give you a chance to take all those things you've come to understand about yourself, all that very authentic inspiration you've found, the the way in which your own identity has experienced energy of healing. Um, This is a chance to now bring it forward so that it makes you feel richer or more prosperous. So this can be in terms of healthy self-love, healthy self-respect, Really getting a wonderful boost at this time, and you changing your own behaviors based on you feeling better about yourself, which is entirely an internal thing. But the other thing is that this part of the sky has to do with money you earn and money that you spend. And so, what tends to happen is what I find is with this Jupiter transit, yes, we're going to have chapter one and then chapter two next year. When we get into next year and chapter two happens, Chances are Pisces out there are going to go from one income bracket to another higher income bracket and so you'll notice that taking place for you, but also your definition of prosperity is likely to go through a transformation as well. So that's a very quick look at the 12 sides, I know people love that and i'm so glad that I got to share that as well, but it, these transits they can be really big and really collective which they very likely will be with this awakening, a lot of us are going to be feeling like more adrenaline, more energy, more sports is the type of things we like to see, or we're likely to see with Jupiter in Aries. But of course, these energies are personal as well, related to your relationship to the sky. And so it's great that we get a chance to talk about both of them here in and- and help people to understand that there's this very intimate connection that you have with the sky and how this very enthusiastic new energy might bless your life. Oh my gosh, Nadia, that was masterful.
0: And for any of you that don't know, she mentioned it really quickly. Nadia has been doing, she was one of the first astrologers to have a YouTube channel and be doing horoscope type work via YouTube since 2008. And what you just did like spur the moment on the spot, we did not plan that you guys, uh, just shows how masterful you are at that and how much of a grasp that you have. And also that idea of, what is it? 10,000 hours we need to do to, to become yes. masterful at something. It's 10,000 hours it. of work, Absolutely. you know, of really applying ourselves. And obviously you've done that. So thank you for sharing that with us. It's so helpful. And, and you got to be such a bearer of good news for, for every sign. I mean, there's right. so much expansion and goodness that Jupiter's bringing to these different areas of our life. So um That was a lot of fun. Thank you for doing that. And for anybody that wants to listen back, it's for your son and you can listen to your rising as well. So if you want to go back and listen, if you were only listening for your son, you can go back and listening, listen to the rising because there's information for you there too. Correct, Nadia? Absolutely. Thank you so
1: much for mentioning that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So let's talk about the two chapters. Yes. Yes. I love how, like, uh, how present you are for this. Like, it's incredible how much you listen. Like, listening is such a gift that we give to other people. And uh, I can feel that gift, like, coming forward from you and the attention that you give. And so thank you so much. And also for mentioning this as well. Yes, there are going to be two chapters. So keep that in mind, everybody. Um, This chapter is going to begin this uh, Tuesday. And it's going to take us right to the 28th of October. So just before Halloween and just in time for Halloween. I don't know about you, but I love Halloween. Yes, I do. Any excuse to wear a costume is just fun. I
0: know,
1: right? Any excuse to bring forward a different archetype that you don't normally get to, but you know is still a part of you is how I see it. But yes, just in time for Halloween, we're going to have Jupiter retrograde out of Aries. But I think this can be very powerful to have Jupiter just step into because it gives us a chance to understand how we might want to address this energy. It gives us that first taste as to what blessings could be there, but also where it is that we might be overdoing it or overindulging, which is part of what Jupiter can also represent. And so where it is that perhaps we're going way too far, we're becoming adrenaline junkies in one area of life, which is very possible with Jupiter and Aries, that adrenaline junkie thing, well, where that happens, this is a chance for us to look at more um, conscious ways of directing that energy. Because ultimately every energy, it just wants to be acknowledged. It is there for a reason and a purpose. And so if we are consciously tapping into anything in the chart, we're able to take that energy and direct it in a way that at least um, we are co-creating with the universe, right? I know that's a word that both of us really like to use because we are co-creating different experiences with the universe together. And so this is a chance to look at if we like how we're co-creating. But at the same time, I see this as energy, as just happiness, a priority on us being happy and realizing what that could mean to us and what it actually takes for us to feel that sense of excitement for our own life. And as a result of our experiences, we are able to integrate them more deeply and understand more deeply as well. So I think it could be very powerful that that first chapter So the second chapter of Jupiter in Aries, well, uh, this is going to be Jupiter zipping through the sign of Aries, whereas right now we're getting a taste, right? We have Jupiter dipping in and Jupiter will uh, stand still and be at a height of its power uh, over the course of the summer in particular. It really is going to be next year that Jupiter will zip through the sign of Aries very quickly, And make sure that we're able to more consciously direct that very enthusiastic energy towards what it is that we desire to experience and what it is that we desire to manifest. And so right now we're having an understanding of what it means to own our power, the joy that it can bring to direct our will consciously. And it is going to be the next chapter that we're going to find ourselves able to do that that much more easily and reap rewards that much more easily as well. Okay, so that so would you say, as you're speaking, my question is,
0: in the area of life where Jupiter and is going to be in Aries, and it's going to be activating a certain area of our life is between now and October 28, kind of like go time, like put the pedal to the metal, don't worry about it being too overindulgent, because we'll have a chance to course correct around Halloween, or should we like temper it knowing that that course correct period is going to come?
1: Look, enjoy, right? That's okay. always my first advice is enjoy. <laughs> okay. If you're feeling overindulgent and you're normally really not, then this can be wonderful for you to try something new because it really is this new energy. So whatever your modus operandi normally is, it can be really nice to consider what else you know it could be or what else could magnify happiness and blessings in your life. I do think that next year, once we have Jupiter moving through Aries very quickly, it's almost like it's going to happen so fast that the more we gather experience now, the more instinctual some of our best decisions are likely to be next year. And so enjoy all of it. Enjoy all of it. If you are inspired to overindulge, of course you can. I think that those types of energies likely are much more likely once we get into next year because... (laughs) next year we're like all systems go and next year is such a massive year as well with Pluto changing signs something I've been talking about for about 10 years (laughs) I was like Pluto's going to change that so there's just such big chapters coming up and I feel like next year there's so many new beginnings that this year it's almost like we get a feel for what those new beginnings could be Mm -hmm. and then we get to decide if we like it or not and we get a chance to regroup to understand the spiritual wisdom behind our actions, because Jupiter in Aries is about acting, it's Mm -hmm. go. But Jupiter in Pisces says it has to connect to something deeper and more meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I think we're gonna get a chance to, with Jupiter retrograding back into Pisces to really reconnect with magic, to really consider more deeply what that energy of compassion for ourselves and others is going to mean as we now are being asked to go out and live it in the world with Jupiter and Aries.
0: Oh my gosh. So good. Thank you for, for going ahead. Rick Levine, again, we're talking about Rick, but he always jokes that uh, that, you know, it's within his contract only to talk about the current week, but thank you for going ahead and giving us a glimpse at how all these things connect, you know, because, because they do connect. We're not just having like isolated experiences of the astrology, they all connect and there's a storyline that's unfolding for each of us. So thank you for tying it all together and going quote unquote, outside of the contract, which there is no contract. We're, we're always joking about that. I so Nadia, that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, so this, this is Tuesday, but it's obviously much bigger than just Tuesday is mm-hmm. this Jupiter and Aries, but then we have Mercury going retrograde, correct? What, what day On is that actually day. happening?
1: Same day. That, that's the same day. Yeah. Okay. It's like within hours that I can just tell you the exact in a moment here. So Jupiter enters Aries at uh, just after six central time on Tuesday, Mercury goes retrograde just after 6am. So 12 hours before Jupiter changes signs, Mercury goes retrograde. So it's literally like the same day.
0: And so how would you see that kind of coloring this overarching theme
1: of Jupiter and Aries? And so I think what I really love, and there are actually things to love about just about any transit, but with Mercury retrograde, it really gives us a time to reflect and to be honest with ourselves, to check in with ourselves, to see if we like the direction in which we are going, again, in a particular area of life. But if we look at this energy, it's it's happening in Gemini, right? Mercury is in its home sign of Gemini going retrograde most of the retrograde will be spent with mercury in Gemini this is a chance to look at how we're thinking about things how we're perceiving things how we talk to each other how we talk to ourselves especially how we talk to ourselves and if it's working for us or not so it's a chance to reflect more deeply on whether or not the way that we have been doing things is still working for us and where it isn't well this is a chance to make those adjustments but more importantly be deeply honest and that can be hard sometimes especially when we want what we want and we want it because we don't always know why we want it but it may be based in you know some motivations that are not necessarily rooted in authenticity and authentic expression and that happens right because we are human we are complex we're going to do all kinds of things for all kinds of reasons as a general principle being honest with ourselves with mercury retrograde is great but being honest about how we're using the power of our focus, the power of our mind, the power of how we share with each other, the power of the things we express to each other. I think that can be a very powerful way to use this energy. But what's really interesting about the Mercury retrogrades of this year, actually of 2022, is that all of them take place mostly in air signs, but they also just dip into earth signs as well. And I find that really fascinating, and that's the case here now, because on the one hand, Mercury retrograde and air signs, again, thinking, communicating, sharing, right? These are very social placements. But the fact that they're connecting with earth signs, I think that deepens the honesty, but it also gives us an opportunity to look at how what we are thinking and how we are speaking is creating a reality, how it is contributing to what we're manifesting, and how we feel about that. Now there's an interesting um, understanding, an interesting contrast here. And that is that if you think back, right at the beginning of the year, we had a Mercury retrograde. And one of the key characteristics of that Mercury retrograde was the way in which Mercury retrograded out of Aquarius into Capricorn and just hung out in the sky with Pluto for a couple of weeks, right? It slowed down to a standstill, hand in hand with Pluto, went direct hand in hand with Pluto. Now we have Mercury gearing up to slow down to a standstill as we move to the end of this month, going direct in the beginning of next month while speaking, what I call speaking in supreme harmony with Pluto. It's what astrologers call a trine. It's a type of conversation of easy energy. And so I find this such an interesting contrast playing out right now that we are going to have the opportunity to look at the literal ways in which We communicate and we perceive and we learn as well to ensure that we're doing it more effectively more honestly and then we may notice how us thinking about things differently directly transforms our practical lived experience in ways that we really love in ways that empower us in ways that invite us to focus that much more in ways that bring reward so i think that's part of the larger trend of this mercury retrograde but oh boy, this Mercury retrograde in Gemini, I mean, I am already finding, <laughs> I have to say, you know, if they say that Mercury retrograde, uh, the wonkiness of it, right? The wonkiness, the dooziness of what can happen with our modes of communication. I think that's going to be that much more likely with, with Mercury retrograde in, in Gemini. But it also invites us to cultivate patience. It invites us to cultivate more personal connections. And I think that's part of what this larger trend, this larger year in the Mercury retrogrades of this year, including this one, are meant to inspire in us.
0: Oh, I love that, Nadia. You know, I'm finding that I I continue to get a little frustrated with the reliance on electronic forms of communication. So text and you know, in our company we use Slack and there's email and they're all they all feel at some point ineffective. Because sometimes it's just better to talk through things, you know, like more intimate, more personal, more human versus like trying to get everything done, uh, you know, with the electronic, more impersonal ways of communicating. So I can already see these themes showing up for myself and I can see how that is going to continue. And I love what you bring in about Pluto. It's like, how, how do we want to use the way that we communicate the way that we think to actually transform our lived experience?
1: Um, it's, it's a
0: beautiful question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pluto can be such a, a, like, I know Pluto can sometimes not be the easiest energy to address, but Pluto can be such a gift in the way in which it helps us to understand what really matters. And when it's a Pluto trine, as the case now, it's like, we understand what matters and we're able to focus on it we're able to really understand what it means to just give attention to the things that matter in our lives, to know that that is the way to maximize them and to create more of them. And so Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more of that too, which Mm -hmm. can be a very powerful lesson for all of us.
0: Very nice. Okay. So the third thing that you wanted us to pay attention to this week is the sun conjunct the North node. You already kind of gave us a glimpse into this that it's karmic, that there's a sense of destiny here. We're already between eclipses, you said, so the veil is already
1: thin. But tell us a little bit more about this sun conjunct north node. Right now, as I mentioned, and as you just reminded as well, we are in a period between eclipses. Um, This is when the ancients believed the wisdom of our ancestors is more easily readily available to us. But I also think of this time as you know, we are here as human beings, we can very easily get caught up in what I like to call the illusion, right, the physical reality of our lives. And I understand it it can be difficult sometimes, sometimes, you know, things happen in our lived experience. And it seems like they need our attention, the practical matters of existing need our attention. And yet we are actually here to grow and learn spiritually, to magnify our understanding of the embodiment of love and wisdom, as I like to call it, divine energy, you could call it, that we are. And this is actually an idea that comes from Ibn Arabi, who lived about a thousand years ago. He was a Sufi mystic and astrologer, and someone who inspired me so much, especially that very beginning time of of my work and my deep commitment to astrology as my life purpose and this idea that when it is that we're able to recognize the spiritual lessons playing out in our life there's something that happens to our lived experience the practical matters have a way of just flowing a little easier they have a way of coming together a little bit easier because we're actually honoring what it is that this incarnation is about And I remember speaking about this with you as well when we did that master course together on soul's purpose and on the nodes and and all of that. And one of my books is actually on the nodes and discusses this as well. It's called The Universe is Wise and Loving. And so I mention all of this because the nodes are such a powerful way to reveal to us what the soul intention is at this point, what the soul learning could be at this point. And that's why the period between eclipses is so important because they actively engage the nodes. That's what eclipses do, is that because they involve the nodes of the moon, it's almost like they awaken an understanding of the fact that we're here to learn and to grow spiritually, to align with the things that the soul promised itself it would do before it incarnated, the intention of this lifetime. When you have transiting North Node, connecting with transiting uh, a transiting planet, this year is huge for that, is massive for that. Just in the context of this week, though, having this meeting take place of the sun and North Node, these two meet every year. And I always think of this as a very powerful window. It is very, I mean, I always tell people be out and about, <laughs> meet as many people as possible, strive to connect. It isn't necessarily that every connection or everything that happens feels as if it is, um you know exactly forever and ever and ever that's a concept it's more like the lessons stay with you for a very long time the lessons shape you for a very long time whatever you come to understand and i say you know be open to people places things situations the north node is about the new when the north node is activated it's a doorway that opens that represents karmic blessings and they come about in all kinds of ways that we don't anticipate that may not seem like blessings in some ways, and yet they really are in how they help us to magnify love and wisdom in our own life and the things they help us to understand and remember about what it is that our soul desired to do with this lifetime. If we're paying even a little bit of attention, if we're tapping into this energy, sun conjunct north node, I would say, yes, please be out and about, meet people. (laughs) This is a very good time to do that. It's a very good time to connect. It's a very good time to be open to inspiration, because what you may come to understand about yourself will very likely shape you and clarify things for you for a very long time to come. But like I said, this is very a powerful year in terms of North Node activations. And so really, uh, you know, buckle, buckle in, right, as I say, yeah. It's a powerful year for that. It's a very karmic year for that, and so this year should awaken that understanding for us as well, or this mm-hmm. week rather can awaken some of that understanding for us. Mm, I love it, Nadia. So the, we've had three
0: major things that we've discussed for the week. Things, and is there yeah. any 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 smaller things that you want us to pay attention to, or should we just keep our focus on those big things because they're these huge. are the big
1: transits that are playing out right now. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting that you know sometimes the universe, like last week and coming up, we've got big things, but then we've got lots of other, you know, little supportive things happening as well. We shouldn't say little, because you can tap into anything in big ways with your intention. Right. Mm-hmm. But then we have a week like this, where it's massive, right? Everything is massive. And that tells me that the universe wants us to pay attention to those bigger matters mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because it is those larger energies, those larger shifts that can really shape us in positive ways for a very long time to come. And they really give that inspiration and motivation to all the other moments that could follow. Mm, Okay, Nadia, so much good stuff.
0: Thank you. Uh, you. I'm, I'm so reminded of how much I love your flow and how it's so fun to do these kinds of things together. Okay, so pay attention to the big matters this week, pay attention to the bigger matters. We have this Jupiter going into Aries and she went through all the signs and what that will mean for you. But the, the overarching theme is, it's it's like a first breath. Where do you have a desire for a fresh start? Where would you like the energy of spring to be in your life? You may find yourself filled with ideas and enthusiasm. You are given this power to direct your own energy. So be aware of, of where you can actually harness that power even more versus letting it be scattered and, and kind of diffused. You actually have a lot of Opportunity to really, really channel that energy and focus it where you want to see growth in your life. And this is a, a starting a new energy, enthusiasm, experience. This is, we're going to be taking life by the reins. I love that. Okay. So, this is again, go back and listen to where this is affecting your life specifically. We also have this Mercury going retrograde in Gemini. And then, well, before we went there, we went to the different chapters and what those are going to mean. So, now is an opportunity to own your power. And then the more you do that now, when we go you know, back to Jupiter into Pisces and then Jupiter back into Aries next year, you're going to be able to own that power even more easily. So focus on, okay, how do I own my power? How do I focus my power? And then next year, you'll be able to just really do that in a very fine-tuned way. We have Mercury retrograde and Gemini. So this is an opportunity for us to, to look at how do you talk to yourself? How? What is the mental uh, state of how you commune with your own self and how does that affect your reality and how can you work with that to refine it and reimagine it so that you're actually Speaking to yourself in a way that results in the things that you want to see in your life. This is something that takes a lot of active awareness, but it's definitely possible. And it sounds like we'll have a lot of opportunity to do that during this Mercury retrograde in Gemini period. You talked about cultivating patience and uh, having more personal ways of, of communicating. How do your thoughts tr- transform your lived experience? So you can you can kind of walk with some of those questions during this Mercury retrograde and then finally, we have the sun conjunct the north node. We are in between eclipses. So there is a more opportunity to connect and commune with our ancestral wisdom, the wisdom, uh, you know, divine wisdom. There is this opportunity for soul intention to be more revealed. So your soul intention, why you're here, that coming through uh, more clearly for you an awakened understanding of your soul's promise. I love how you said that. This is an opportunity for an awakened understanding of your specific soul's promise. Be out and about, meet people. It's not necessarily that you're gonna meet, like, you know, that every meeting is destined, but there will be lessons, there will be things that you can learn from these meetings. And so go out, like put yourself out there and ask the question, what is there for me to learn here? These lessons are things that you're gonna get to carry with you for a long time. And uh, there will be karmic blessings that are going to be coming in. Nadia, amazing. Thank you so much. And, and for those, she mentioned a few times, a couple different things that we've done together, and you can still actually access those things. So one of them is a Virgo and Pisces mastery class about how to infuse the sacred into your everyday reality. And this is at astrologyhub.com sacred. It's a two-hour mastery class teaching that she did for the inner circle, Um, So you can look at the chart and understand your approach to your daily life and spiritual practices and how you can bring more of the sacred into your everyday experience. And then she was also one of the teachers on one of the classes that we did called Your Soul Purpose. This was an amazing course. And Nadia is one of the teachers of that. That's at astrologyhub.com slash soul purpose. As you can see, Nadia is really good at uh, bringing that soul level awareness into the way that we're living and using astrology as a tool to have greater understanding of that soul purpose. So um, that's why we love doing classes with her like that, um, and those are available for you to check out. And then you mentioned some of your books too, Nadia. You have great books that people can can get. What what are the the main the the books that you've written? I know you've written several.
1: Yes. Um, so altogether, well, four I've written, one I've co-written. So altogether, there are five books. You can find them wherever books are sold, and uh, like you can go onto Amazon, you can put Nadia Shaw if you want, you can go to the publisher, Synchronicity Publications, and um, yes, one of the books is on the nodes. The universe is wise and loving. Uh, one of my books is uh, called The Body and the Cosmos, which is me taking some ideas from Plato actually. That, and this is what a nerd I am. This is what a Sag Moon I am. I'm in Ecuador on a beach talking astrology and talking about Plato and Ibn Arabi. This is this is like completely nerd out <laughs> a Sag Moon person here. But yes, the body in the cosmos, it takes some of Plato's ideas and applies it to a zo- an astrological zodiac. One of my books is called Prayers to the Sky. It's like astrological magic light. Mm. Another book is called Astrology Realized. It's really good for exploring uh the evolution of astrology uh its origins right to modern times uh the different phases that astrology has gone through how it became the blueprint of the psyche is part of what i explore and then it's Mm -hmm. like helping you to understand how to read charts like the very basics that you need to get started and then finally my most recent book was when my dear friend yuridia robles and we co-wrote a book called mayan astrology and so I lived in Mexico for nine years. I loved Mayan spirituality and mythology. And so she's one of the world experts in it. And I said, hey, let's write a book together. And we did. And it's called Mayan Astrology. That's available in English and Spanish. And again, wherever books are sold, you can get these books.
0: You are fascinating. I I love how much you've done and accomplished and how much you've contributed to this field. Thank you. I'm realizing now I need like my Nadia Shaw library on my bookshelf. I have your, your body book, which I love, but I didn't realize you have so many other incredible books that obviously I need to have on my bookshelf. Um, Uh, That can can be done. That's
1: easy. (laughs) But but I I did want to let you know, uh, Amanda, before I let you go, just congratulations because I have watched you. You said that I was on one of the very first episodes that you did and, and now you're like at over 400 and really like your commitment to affirming a loving and wise universe your commitment to positivity um, and to understanding how to bring this forward to more and more people it's just been an inspiration to so many people you have no idea to me as well so I just wanted to congratulate you and and just give a shout out to your amazing team as well and just and thank you again for seeing me as part of your vision
0: oh my gosh, you are forever a part of our Ohana, a part of our family here at Astrology Hub and a part of the fabric of what has created Astrology Hub. And, and Nadia, when you talk about bringing astrology forward in a positive way, it's like, this is a tool that helped me in my darkest moment of life so far. And so to bring it in a, in a way that's you know inspiring people to remember who they are, it's like, I don't. I don't know why else we would do it. You know, there's. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons. It's there's. It's fascinating on so many levels. But to always have that. You know, this is. This is the life that we have. We have such an opportunity here. The astrology really points us in the direction of what we're here to do. Um, So yes, we're we're kindred spirits in that, Nadia. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for being here, for tuning in every week, for being a part of our community, and as always, for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody.